and here we are episode number 41 of the curville podcast i'm mike taylor along with john barrera and i'll go ahead and let john introduce uh our guest today on the podcast uh go ahead john well mike we have been we've been been doing this for about a year yeah uh, started out the curville small business network and uh we wanted to make it the curville podcast so we can get you know the chief of police the you know everybody who is involved in Kerrville, and yeah, uh, and not just small businesses, but also include small businesses as well. Yeah, yes, because that's the backbone of the community. It is, yeah. But we have been aiming for a guest for a long time, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce Mr. Blackburn, the mayor of Kerrville. <laughs> hey thank you thank you and uh very glad we can have you on today mayor sure, and uh very sure. glad you're here and uh we really want to kind of get your story you know um and how you what led to you becoming the mayor of kerrville uh let me let me back up just a little bit um i, I grew up in san angelo uh, my father was a salesman calling electrical contractors in west texas and eastern new mexico my mother's a school secretary had two older sisters and uh, went all the way through school and a year of community college back the, the last year, uh, Angelo State was a community college. It was San Angelo College. The next year became Angelo State. And okay. then, from, then from there to Baylor and then uh, uh, from and, and seminaries in Fort Worth and Louisville, Kentucky. I'm a Baptist minister. and uh, But my our time has been all my life in Texas, except short, short time in Kentucky and short time in England. So that, um, the, in terms of, uh, what led me to become a mayor to run for mayor, which I had never intended to do. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't on my bucket list or anything else, but there was a lot of chaos on the council and a lot city council, a lot of conflict and uh, attempts to run off executives at the, the city, and that kind of thing. And I just had enough of that. And there were five people that said they were going to run for mayor. Three of them, I said, hey, I'll support you and do what I can. And they all backed out. Okay, so, so then it became. <laughs> yeah, so the, I raised my hand and said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And, and then, you know, the, the, the feeling was, hey, just get in there and do the job. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of positive changes has have been made since you've been mayor. That that is true. But let me tell you, I something I emphasize. I never say I I did this as mayor. I did this mayor. It is always teamwork with the council, with the citizens, uh, with the staff. And like I came in in May of 18 and in June, the comprehensive plan Kerrville 2050 was adopted, and that is a fantastic plan. It is. It gave us our marching orders, and there are over 400 action steps in that plan, and we've done about 240 at this point. Wow! So it's not okay. it's not one of those comprehensive plans that gathers dust on the shelves. Mm. Uh, but but it has been a, a bit an unusual time. We had a great city manager who's known all over the state. In fact, he is now a consultant to other city managers all over Texas. That's when you know they're good. Yeah. Oh boy, Mark McDaniel. He's yeah. he's great. But he he resigned uh, the day after the May election. Uh, the, uh, in uh, not May election, the 
the November November yeah, November election it was pushed back. Yeah, yeah. And the deputy city manager stepped up, and he is EA Hoppy. He is really good. Grew up on a ranch in Comal County, Western Comal County, um, but very smart, very level headed. So here's the deal, Mike. I have had two excellent city managers to work with. That just makes all the difference. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. because you, you can, uh, there are certain things you can do and, and certain things as mayor that you can't do. Well, exactly. And see, now I will say there are, there are a lot of people have found, think I can do a lot more than I can. Uh, I mean, like I've had complaint letters because I'm letting too many nail spas come into Kerrville. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I had a little girl write me right after I was elected mayor and she wanted me to bring a Cane's fried chicken place in. And you did. You well, did no, it. no, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, no, the, 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 whoever owns that franchise decided it was, you know, it was a thing to do. So the other thing in terms of what we, what we can't do. Can, can you get us a Freddy steak burger? <laughs> what? A Freddy steak burger. Can you get us one of those? Oh, I've been trying to get one of those here for, for a long time. Yeah. There's one in Hewitt near my, near my, where my kids are there. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah, they are good. They are good. Yeah, well, the main thing people keep wanting is a Target and an Olive Garden. But, uh, <laughs> and the Red Lobster. Yeah, yeah and what, a Red Lobster. To the Red Lobster, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other thing, as a council, we make decisions and set policy, but we don't implement. That is the job of the city manager and the city staff. So, you know, here's set a policy or change a policy or whatever or approve a zoning or whatever, and then – staff takes it from there and and it, it really is not wise for to micromanage for the council to try to micromanage and one of the reasons i don't have an office um and one of the reasons given our system that you don't have a mayor doesn't have an office in the city hall is if you do you start meddling you start okay. walking you know walking up yeah. down the halls and Telling people what to do and quizzing people, uh, uh, that's that's not good. What what did you expect before you ran versus how it really was? John, I had a pretty good idea. Uh, I had been pastor of uh, a, a previous city manager, pastor of, of city council members and a mayor, Ben Lowe. So I had a, I had a pretty good read, uh, and I'd... When I was at Partners in Ministry, we did some projects with the city. But what I guess um, surprised me the most, and it shouldn't, is the number of meetings. I mean, you got the council meetings. And, and you then, think those are okay every other Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then. <laughs> and then you got workshops in between to bring yeah. you up to speed on what you're going to be looking at and that kind of thing. And uh, and then I'm on the K-Pub board as mayor. And I'm on the uh, Economic Development Corporation board as mayor. And I chaired the uh, uh, Workforce Housing Task Force. Right now I'm chairing the Public Health Task Force. So they're just, they're just a lot of things. Wow. Full time. And uh, how much do you get paid for all this? <laughs> $50 a month. Mike. Yeah. $50, $50 a month. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not running again, so I'll retire in May as wow. mayor. And I... My wife and I are thinking about taking a European vacation on that $50 a month. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll get you to the airport, right? Yeah, I know. It. I know. I know. But uh, other than that, um, 
I think I think I had a pretty good sense of it. Yeah. Well, so for somebody, you know, children looking up to you and anybody who's wanting to be a mayor, what is the most what's the most difficult aspect of the whole thing? In a lot of ways, it is keeping the the big picture in mind. Uh, I, when I was elected in 2018, there were two words that I, I said I really wanted to stress. Kindness, curveball kindness. Mm. And then the and other. That's been implemented very well, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're recognizing groups and individuals that are doing kind, uh, kind you know, things that really make a difference in the community in, kind, in terms of kindness. But my second word was all. I am the mayor of all the people including those who did not vote for me. Amen. I, I am, I'm the mayor of all the people, whatever race, ethnicity, you know, socioeconomic standing. And, uh, and so when, when you think about what, what you do as mayor and you look at your responsibilities, um, you really want to have that big picture in mind because the city is a system and what happens over here affects this part over here. And this zoning decision affects you know these neighbors <coughs> excuse me and that kind of thing so um that that and I, i'll mention one other one um you know in public service you're gonna you're gonna get uh criticism that that's just the case but we have about six to eight chronic critics that show up virtually every council meeting mm. and oppose virtually everything I mean, when they get up, I can probably tell you what they're going to say. Now, let me say this. That is their right. That is their right. And I, I, but it, it can kind of wear you down after yeah. a while. Do you, know? you think it's more personal than what's the actual subject? Uh, no, I don't know. And in fact, in terms of presiding, um, if, if somebody goes on a personal personal attack, then I, I can – Rain that in some, uh, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't hear a lot of it being personal. No. Uh, but anyway, that's just, you know, and you, you have had to, uh, endure some personal attacks, as, sure. especially when you're first running for mayor. Yeah. And, right. and how did you, how did you handle that? Well, I'll tell you what, you want to listen long enough to say, Hey, does this person have a valid point? Wow. You know, is this right? Um, and, and, and then go from there, but also to try to answer it fairly. Yeah. There are times that, yeah, I'd like to kind of lash out and so <laughs> forth, yeah. but, uh, but I don't, uh, I think if you, you answer it fairly and they feel like they've been treated fairly, they may not, you know, you probably didn't change their mind. Yeah. You but might not often, agree at the end of the day. Often, right? often what happens is, um, it's a matter of folks misunderstanding something or not having the facts or the wrong facts. And I just try to say, okay, let me tell you this in terms of this zoning issue, it's a property rights issue. For instance, the individual who bought that property, it was zoned a certain way. And because you don't want those homes there, we're a property rights state. And, and, and that individual, I mean, they have to meet all the requirements, but, They've got the freedom to do that. Do you think being a, a pastor and uh, running all these nonprofits has helped you deal with the citizens the way that you have? Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the one of the key things of being mayor is empathy. 
you know, you, because you're you're dealing with people that they may be mad, they may be hurt, they may be scared, uh, whatever else. And uh, if you, I mean, again, it's a matter of listening to what's really being said, and then trying to uh, to respond. And so, of course, that's critical for a pastor. I think the other thing is a pastor. Uh, I dealt so many times with crises in people's lives. And, and so you kind of know, um, you know, where some people are coming from. I'm not saying people that came to me for counseling, I, you know, deal with in a certain way. I don't mean that at all, but you know, when somebody has a crisis, you've had some experience, you, you, you've been there, you know, you've walked through the, uh, that with people. Um, the other thing is in help, helping to create Habitat for Humanity and CAM Christian Women's Job Corps, the Doyle Center, and so forth. Man. And so, what? I, so I I know folks. I know, through that I know folks, and uh, and and so having that background of of knowing the folks that you've worked with in those ministries and so forth helps a whole lot. I think the other thing I have a heart for low income folks. And much of what I've done in starting nonprofits relates to helping low-income individuals. Christian Men's Job Corps, which had their yeah. breakfast this morning, Christian Women's Job Corps, Habitat, and so forth. Uh, so I'm I'm pleased that I know some of the richest people in Kerr County. I know some of the some of the poorest, and. You know, they, and what I've seen from from Mayor Blackburn is that they they all get treated. The same they all see the same mm-hmm. bill blackburn mm-hmm. you know which is is really cool to see also well as i said to you guys a while ago um you know i'm, I'm just me you know i've been bill blackburn a long time a long time before i was mayor and um i don't want to well I, I i read something that i is a quote from my mentor on organizational development peter drucker he says, leadership is not rank, privilege, titles, or money. It is responsibility. Mm. So in other words, hey, you got a job to do. Mayor, you know, the mayor's got a job. And but I do I do yeah, pride myself on, on treating people the same and not giving, you know, doing too much for one group and not another. So though you're not running, um, what advice do you give to the next person who's gonna fill your shoes? Uh, the, I think, well, I think probably one of the key things is study, 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 study the charter of the city, uh, study documents that help you understand uh, the city and what you're going to be called on to do, um, as mayor, um, because there are a lot of different facets to it. For instance, John, when we go into a city council meeting, um, typically we'll we'll take around nine votes as an average, okay? And so each of those votes, you need to know the background. Let's say again, it's a zoning issue. You need to understand that. It may be um, a, a outside the budget special um, purchase that has to be made, uh, like like a fire vehicle or something else. Um, and so you need to, you need to know that. And, uh, now when we get into it, 
we will often ask the staff to comment further, you know, just to clarify, I have noticed that. Yeah, yeah. clarify things. And, uh, uh, but, but anyway, uh, the, um, I will say this, not all of our decisions are this way, but a lot of our decisions in, in the council, some people are going to be happy and some are not going to be happy. Have you and, ever pleased everybody? No, no, no. You <laughs> cannot please everybody. No way. No way. Um, you're actually an author also of six books? Yeah, six books. Right, right. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't know that. Until, I had no idea until you just said that, John. Yeah, the yeah. other day I, I was reading that. Um, your latest one was Effective Nonprofit Organization. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got a meeting about that this afternoon. But that's a series of columns I did for the Kerrville Daily Times on for over three years on different issues things related to nonprofit organizations because we have a lot here. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and they really, I'll tell you as mayor, this was giving Tuesday, you know, giving to the nonprofits as mayor, I look around and see what so many of our nonprofits do that makes such a difference in this community. And it is phenomenal, you know, really, I mean, this is a better community because we have those nonprofits. I know people complain that we have too many and so forth. But, uh, but can you have can you have too many nonprofits? Well, two two things. Kerrville has never wanted, and you see this lately. It's never wanted to rely on federal money, right? Yeah. Okay. So rather than a federal agency or even a state agency, you, you meet that need with a nonprofit. The second thing is, there are communities that would die for the money that is here in the pockets of, of individual donors, but also the foundations. Yeah. I mean, so, so the individual donations and the foundations can really, uh, you know, fund those nonprofits and make an amazing difference on the books. I've done, I've done six and one more that is, is not been published yet. But one, one thing interesting about that, one of them, uh, was, was translated into Chinese and then I just found out a chapter I did in a book has been translated into Korean and Chinese. Was that the suicide? The book on, on prevention of suicide really? was translated into, into Chinese. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I actually ordered it on Amazon. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. It's coming. Oh, it's, that's cool. Yeah, it, it's yeah, coming. Good. Yeah. Um, so um, how is the city preparing for another uh, SNOVID 2020 well, listen, That's a the, good wisdom, one, John. Yeah. And the li- wisdom of the Texas legislature, who has not, they have not actually fixed the Texas grid yet. They mandated that cities do winterizing of equipment and everything else at the cost of $800,000, which is an unfunded mandate. They said, you got to do this. Wow. And so, uh, so, you know, we're doing it. Didn't have a choice. Uh, but but also that that uh, winter freeze showed us some things that needed to be done anyway. And that winter freeze is something that's not normal. I mean, it doesn't oh, happen no, very no, often. No. And then not out of nowhere, yeah. boom! Uh, another thing that happened out of nowhere was uh, COVID nineteen <laughs> last you know, year. Hey, so you were you were mayor for a good uh, yeah. two years. Yeah, almost two years when this when this started. Yeah. Well, I tell you, when I ran in 2018, nobody mentioned COVID to me. 
<laughs> yeah, it was unheard of. Nobody. I know, yeah, I know. But um, it was out there, but it wasn't. It wasn't spreading like it did. But I mentioned Mark McDaniel a while ago, who was city manager. Two weeks after the first death, COVID death in the U.S., Mark pulled together city, county, and hospital and began to strategize. And then later we expanded that to include K-Pub, the school district, Shriner, um, and we met every other week, including the emergency management personnel. And so we stayed well-informed about where things were and what needed to happen. Now, I will tell you this, and this is a sore point. It, you know, we didn't get vaccines here quickly. Right. It took, it was what, winter? It, it was, it was it, it, last year. Yeah. What, what happened mm-hmm. was, and, and the, the uh, DSHS, Department of State Health Services, decided to do the cities and then in the rural areas to do, uh, do vaccines through a public health authority. We didn't have a public health authority. Fredericksburg did, Uvalde did. And they were to do, that was to be a regional thing. But it was, you know, it was disappointing because once we got the vaccines, we demonstrated that, boy, with Peterson Health and the uh, actually fire department and city working together, you know, we got it done. I'm proud of our city. Yeah. Absolutely. I really am. Especially during uh, the the winter storm last year, people were working night and day. I was talking to Justin LaQuay, the city of... Maintenance, you yeah, know, and he was talking about it yesterday. Listen, you know our our hats ought to be off to the street workers and the the you know the street guys and the, the uh, law enforcement and boy, it was all hands on deck. Everybody was, you know, including every, yeah. yeah, including the city hall, a uh, a uh, uh, setup of a hotline and that kind of thing. So, yeah, now I'll tell you this. Uh, I brag on our city staff. They are good. They, they do a good job. And there are two leadership programs now uh, within the city for the staff. One is a, a 12-month leadership program uh, for folks that are coming from different departments and so forth. And it's an excellent deal. And then, and then there is also what's called Lean Six Sigma, which comes out of manufacturing. And it's a process to look at what you're doing and eliminate duplications and increase efficiency. And recently I heard six of the city staff present their projects where they had gone through this. And, and that included uh, utility of billing, it includes streets, it includes parks and recreation. And those ways of increasing the capacity of your staff is, is invaluable. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be a Kerrville citizen. Yeah. Really it really am. is a great city, you know? Yeah. And great people here. And and you can tell. I mean, just by the things way things operate here. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I had, a, I, had a, I had a email this week from a guy from Katy. He was in law enforcement for years. He served 12 years on the city council there with real compliments. Every time they come here, they enjoy it. It's pretty. It's clean, you know. And you, you like it to is, hear that. It is. You you drive to, uh, you, you just take a drive around the country. Yeah. And then, you know, it seems like the further you drive, 
the worse and worse things look <laughs> as you're driving and you're like, this is nothing like Kerrville, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because we take it for granted here. We live here and it is a very clean town. You it never is. hardly see trash on the street or trash anywhere in town. Even our river's very clean through here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you go other places and it's like, what what's going on here? You know, well, I, and, you know, I think he, that's true. In, in talking about the quality of quality of life here, um, folks are concerned because we're growing. Yeah. And now we are not booming like New Braunfels did and Bernie did. Uh, part of that is that we're 60 miles out of San Antonio. But um, but we're going to grow right now. There are there are either started or plans for 2000 housing units. That's great. And that's good. But what you want, the, the, the comprehensive plan, Curve 2050, is very much geared to maintaining a small town feel and the uniqueness of Kerrville. Mm. You know, you don't want to just be, you know, like everybody else. And, 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 and we're, we're doing a pretty good job of that. It's the most beautiful place in the hill country. And I look forward to the future. Um, Mr. Blackburn, uh, something I ask a lot of the prominent guests on here is, uh, and we get different answers. Uh, what does success mean to you? And, Oh, okay. Success to me yes. is doing the will of God. That's that's success. I mean, if, you know, now let me say that that there are people that were concerned that I as a Baptist minister would get in and try to impose my morality and religious views on everybody. And I, I don't do that. I don't do that. But I I I would not have run for mayor twice unless I thought the Lord wanted me to. Now, he, I, here's the interesting. I, he didn't call me to do it, but he permitted me to do it. So, mm-hmm. so you know, that's to me that's that's where it is. You don't think it's about earning a certain amount of money? And- no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, if it were earning a certain amount of money at fifty dollars a month, <laughs> you'd have to be mayor for quite a long a time. Long yeah. time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And this is a kind of a weird question. Not trying to be morbid, but. At the end of your days, you know, when we all meet our maker, what do you want your legacy to be? I've, I've thought about that. I want to know my tombstone. He made a difference in Jesus' name. Wow. That, so, that's amazing. And, and now when, yeah. I, when I talk about make a difference, <clears throat> that's some of that, I mean, yes, it has to do with being mayor, but some of that has to do with those nonprofits. Because, you know, you got 125 Habitat homes. We started that in, in 87, 88. Um, the number of women that come through Christian Women's Job Corps, the Doyle Community Center. Um, I mean, that's that's a legacy I love. I don't, I don't go around bragging on it. I've mentioned a couple of times here, but I really like that, you know. He made a difference in Jesus' name. Yeah. So you're serving out your... Uh, last term as mayor right now right, yeah and a- after you're mayor are you still going to help the nonprofits and, and that kind yes, of thing yes i've i've done consulting with nonprofits in texas and two foreign countries and i want to continue that and and that's what the meeting this afternoon is about about strengthening area nonprofits and so forth so yeah i do but the other thing i would love to do is i would love to do something related to economic development 
because that's been on my heart for years. 30 years ago, I was on the what was then the Kerr Economic Development Foundation Board. We were trying to get good, solid, clean businesses here and better jobs. We weren't very successful at that point. Now we really are. Gil Salinas at the Economic Development Corporation is doing a great job, and along with Teresa Metcalf. So uh, I, the, the, in terms of economic development, here's the thing. Kerrville has been known for years as a low-wage town, especially for women. All right. How, how are you going to change that? If you get some manufacturing in here, including Avery, uh, you know, all, uh, uh, all plastic, uh, you get the Kildare Mountain Manufacturing coming in, and then also uh, another uh, business out at the uh, Gulf Avionics out at the airport. Mm-hmm. They are paying good good wages and some benefits. And so it provides some opportunities that a lot of people here have not had. Kildare is getting good wages and full benefits, and most of those are high school educated. I mean, high school job. You don't, Level, have, to have, yeah. you don't have to have a college degree. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, there is a kickback from some people running businesses in town. They say, I cannot, I cannot get workers. Right and and, yeah. and and so they say, okay, you're going to bring these folks in. How's that going to affect us? Well, one of the effects is you're probably going to have to pay more, and you're going to have more folks that have more money in their pockets because they're they're paid more, not just nine and ten dollars an hour. Um, but I I understand, but this is a national phenomenon in terms of hiring people. the labor shortage. Yeah, labor shortage. And it's there for a lot of reasons. Our birth rate is is, is declined. Uh, we don't have as many people in that in that working age as we, you know. I mean, it's still a lot, but it, uh, and there are other the other factors as well. Um, I bet the growth is going to be good for these nonprofits too. The money flowing in. Yeah, yeah, I think it is too. Let me say this, John, that I've had people sometimes complain about the uh, the the. Uh, stingy old people that live in Kerrville. I want to tell you something. We would not have the cultural opportunities we have in this town, in the nonprofits, and folks stepping up when there's a crisis if we didn't have generous older folks. I'd be out of business if it wasn't for the retirement community. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we got about 27% of our population in Kerrville is 65 and over, including me. Uh, but I just I've seen it. The folks just step up, make a difference, over and over and over again, too. Yeah, sure. You sure. know, not just a one-time thing. You yeah. know that I've seen some of the greatest giving I've ever seen in my entire life, if not the greatest giving in the Texas Hill Country. Mm-hmm. Not just the nonprofits. When when there's a fire and somebody's house burns down. Oh yeah. I mean, people come out and they step up. Yeah, they and, come and they they help out and they have benefits yeah. and, and that kind of thing. You know, right. it really is amazing to see the giving that does go on in this community when somebody mm-hmm. really does need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's big. It really it is. is. Yeah, Curvo goes through good times and bad times, but it always seems to, to come together and take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, we are kind of running towards the end of this uh, podcast here. Uh, John, do you have any more questions for Mayor Blackburn? I just wanted to ask, are you going to, uh, with this $50 a month, are you going to buy yourself a McLaren? Because I heard you like to drive. <laughs> He's driven one, right? Yeah, I've driven a McLaren F1. Yeah, top speed of 240 miles an hour. 
man <laughs> six speed you sit right in the middle and man when you uh the guy that owned it i was he's riding with me and he said all right nail it and it man the power was phenomenal but it shut down what happened was i didn't shift quickly enough and a guy if it goes to seven thousand rpm it shuts down automatically. Oh, okay so it doesn't yeah Jeez. yeah yeah but so yeah. how fast did you get I, I I can't say. This was prior to being mayor. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Uh, Legally, yeah. tell you. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny how <laughs> no, fast no, I got. No, that no, that's right. But I love auto racing. Always have since I was a kid. There was a quarter mile dirt track stock car racing south of San Angelo, and then later a paved quarter mile, and I just I love it. Awesome. All right, Mayor, thank you so much for your service to our okay. community, and, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, we really do appreciate you. And uh, you got anything else you want to say while you're here? Uh, it it has been, I'm not saying goodbye, but it's been a pleasure to serve. It has not always been easy, but uh, when I look back at what we have accomplished, and I brought a list here today, there's like four pages of what we've accomplished just basically in the last year. And it, it's just you know, we've gotten things done, but again, I don't say I as mayor, team, you know. Yeah, teamwork. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, would you like to hit up on some of the points that? Well, I think, I, mean, I, th- I think, uh, I know you're, know you're getting close on time. Um, the, the point, the, the document that I brought we can, goes we can in. keep going. It's not a big okay. thing. Yeah. Or, organizational development, including the uh, uh, training, staff training I was talking about a while ago. And we've got, uh, several people that are on staff that have just graduated from college, three that have just gotten either their Master of Public Administration or MBA, and uh, but I, uh, employee empowerment—that's some of what we're talking about. Marketing the city, just getting out there and telling the word. As you know, I'm on four radio stations regularly, briefly, but just talking about what's happening. Uh, emergency management, a lot happening there. Uh, public safety. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to find a place that we can house the police, the administration of fire, and then EMS and municipal court. Uh, but we're working on that. Uh, economic development and quality of life issues, including extending the river trail and so forth. Uh, developmental service, development services, which is the zoning and planning, mm. and then uh, public infrastructure. Uh, just, you know, keeping those water lines going and making sure that we get the paving done and that kind of thing. Very important. It's, it it's, is. It's, yeah. It's, it gets pretty complex and we will have, we will have, here's a list right here of current major projects. There are 32. Wow. And, uh, so you have to And each one of those projects, probably you could work on a year by yourself on each one. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. That's, that's true. Man. That's true. But, Anyway, so what I would say is, uh, I'm not I'm not asking for kudos, but if you look at our city manager and staff, there's a little over 300 staff members. They're doing the job. Now, people tell me, well, you talk about paving the streets, but our, my street's not been paved. We can't pave all of them at the same time. Right, you know? yeah. But there is a system uh, we're working through. And a lot of the streets have gotten a lot better in the last oh, couple of years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, about 50% have been either resurfaced or complete construction, reconstruction. That's awesome. Yeah. 
All right. Well, All right. Uh, thank you Good. so much, Mayor. Sure. And uh, do appreciate you coming in. You know, you are our last guest for this year. Is as that well. right? Yeah. You are. This is the grand finale of the Kerrville podcast for this ah, year. So, uh, okay. again, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll be back with the Kerrville podcast next year. And in the meantime, you can get it on uh, Google Play, the Apple App Store, Spotify, uh, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, and more. And you can also go to KerrvillePodcast.com. That is KerrvillePodcast.com. And you can see the video as well as listen to the podcast there as well. So uh, one more time, thank you so much, Mayor Blackburn. Thank okay. You. Good and, to be with uh, you. There you go. That's uh, Kerrville Podcast, episode number 41.